Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. All right. Well, give Jesus another hand clap. And it is such a blessing to see you. You know, I almost called out the service when I looked at the way the rain was falling. And um, in some places that I have pastored before, when it rains like that, you know, you know that the matter is spoilt. <laughs> Just try and advise yourself. But then again, this is the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. Is that not so? And here we are, and it's good to see you. God bless you for coming to church. And I believe that we will be greatly blessed. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that makes this heart adore you hope of my life spent with thee come up a little bit for me Godfrey the light of the world you step down into darkness open my eyes let me see that made you that makes this heart adore you hope of my life spent with thee here I am here I am to worship here I am to bow And all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Let's do the second verse, King of all days, King of all days, also highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. All for love's sake became born. Hallelujah. Sing it again, King of all days. King of all days. Oh, so highly 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift your hands, lift your voices and sing. Here I am to worship. Oh yes, here I am to worship. Everybody worship the Lord and say that you're my God. All together lovely Lord, that's who you are. All together worthy. Together, wonderful to me. Oh, yeah. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. That's who you are. All together, Lord. All together, worthy. All together, wonderful. All together, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for tonight. And thank you once again that we have the opportunity and we have the privilege to come before you to come into your house, to come into your presence. We are grateful, God, and we will always be grateful. This is something that we never want to take for granted at all. Because once upon a time, we were not your people, but you've made us your people. Once upon a time, we were not included, but now we've been included. And thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. Lord Jesus, here we are to worship you and to bless your holy name. It is all because of you that we are here. And this evening, we want to ask that your Holy Spirit, whom you have given to us, will help us to see you, to see your glory, and to know you. Let the word of God come alive to us today. Let it indeed be that living word that is able to save our souls. We thank you, Father. I'm grateful to you for everyone who is here. And grateful as well for anyone who is watching. We are all blessed to be a part of this great family. Thank you, Father. Use me for your glory tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. God bless you and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let's see about having a short service tonight, and then we will close. And last week, um, Wednesday, I started a new series, and um, the title of it is Who Jesus Is and What His Mission Was. Who Jesus Is and What His Mission Was. It is important that every child of God understands who they claim to be serving. Who is this Jesus that we have surrendered our lives to? 
who is he really every child of god must fully understand who jesus is and not just that alone but we must also understand what his mission was and what he came into this world the world that he created why he had to come and take the form of mortal man why he had to die a very shameful death what was the purpose of it what was his mission what was his assignment i think that you will never be settled in your christian walk and experience until you understand these things otherwise some of you will run into somebody else from another religion and before we realize you have renounced christ and you've gone to chase somebody else and to and, and you, you you've now decided to commit yourself to another religion it's not a strange thing it happens one of the reasons why somebody will walk away from jesus and walk away from the christian experience may be that the person doesn't really understand what he was into because if you've had a taste of jesus and of the christian experience and you really understood what it was all about there is nothing that should be able to draw you away from christ hallelujah and so it is important for each and every one of us children of god and the people of god to understand some of these important truths about the christian walk and one of the cardinal ones is who jesus is and what his mission was hallelujah next week is easter and jesus is the reason for the season so i think that with this teaching it may actually help you to chop easter better with understanding what do people usually do during easter ah kweu <laughs> they go to kweu and go and chop easter there and then they go and do what uh, there, there's this thing that they do go and glide power gliding they go and do all of that and people are very excited ladies and gentlemen there's more to easter than power gliding oh power gliding that day dear you have to keep singing i believe i can fly i believe i can try that's somebody's version of the song i believe i can fry there is more to easter than just the celebrations what do people usually eat around that time fufu any that's your easter ah people chew a lot of kebab wow the life i mean life has become very different from when we were growing up because when we're growing up it is only during these seasons that you can look forward to fanta and chicken sprites 
And those days in the bottom of cry, a bit chim. What I say? Yeah. So usually my twin brother and myself, and yes, I'm a twin. I have a twin brother. So at least that's one more thing that you've learned about me. All right. And uh, we used to share one bottle of Sprite, one bottle of Fanta. It was a very special thing. And you only look forward to these things, Christmas time, Easter time. Apart from that, Asa. <laughs> but now, you can just buy whatever you want to buy. You know, Life may not be the way you're expecting, but I can assure you that <laughs> it's, it's better than what it used to be. In a certain sense, in a certain regard. Maybe some time ago, the cost of living was far lower and all of that. But whatever situation you find yourself in, there's so much to be grateful to God for. So the songwriter says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done in your life. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So now, who Jesus is and what his mission was. The first thing I, sh- I shared with you last week was that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, that is very fundamental to understand. And it is a very important truth that every child of God must grasp. It makes a lot of difference. Jesus is the Son of God. So who is Jesus? Number one, Jesus is the son of God. Number two, Jesus is God. Now, not only is he the son of God, he is God. This is also very important to understand. And this is another truth that you must not struggle with. Now, there are some religions that acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God but they have a problem accepting that he is God alright so when it gets to that they stumble because they can't relate I said that it's called Isa the son of God he came he was born to Maria and so on and so forth but then when it comes to he being God they have a problem with that because to them there is only one God alright And so, when you come up and say that Jesus, yes, he came, he came to die, and all of that. But when you say he's God, they struggle with it. But without that, we have a problem. Without understanding and accepting and embracing that he is God. In fact, you cannot even be saved. Because Jesus is God. He is God. And we believe, you know, that... There, there, there is what we call the Holy Trinity where there's God the Father there's God the Son and there's God the Holy Spirit and we believe that each and every one of the three persons that constitute the Holy Trinity is God and Jesus the Son of God is God and that is why I read to you from Philippians where it says that though he was God he did not think it robbery To be equal with God. So he was God. He was God. And he is God. And at the time that he came to this earth. He was actually God. But he came for a reason. And he came for a purpose. So ladies and gentlemen. When we ask that who is Jesus. 
one of the things that we must say clearly is that Jesus is God. Hallelujah. Number three, and now this takes us into what his mission was. What his mission was. I explained to you that Jesus came into the world for a special purpose. He came on a special assignment. Number one, he came to rescue mankind from Satan's power. Number two, he came to give his life as a ransom to buy us back. And that is where I explain to you, ladies and gentlemen, that in the very beginning, we belonged to God. Adam and Eve belonged to God. Adam and Eve were God's creation. They were the masterpiece of the entire creation because it is only with man that we read that God made him in his own image and after his own likeness so that is how God made man and man belonged to God but then when Adam and Eve sinned by choosing to obey the devil rather than obeying God's instruction not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and did i tell you last week that the fruit was not apple all right so now you you you, you are convinced about that is that not so it was not apple at all it will not lead to any problem you won't meet a snake and then well all those things no no you can eat an apple all right and it's a very good vegetable i mean very good fruit hallelujah now by choosing to eat of that fruit of the tree because of the devil's enticement something bad happened now what happened was that now they sort of like handed themselves over to the devil and all of mankind so by that thing that they did they put all of us in captivity and all of us in bondage because we were in their loins yet to be born and we're going to come out from them as their seeds so whatever they were in we were now going to end up in and so by disobeying god and obeying the devil sin was introduced into this world and all of us now born into the world came with a nature of sin even before you do your first bad thing you are a sinner even before you commit your first sin you are a sinner because of what adam and eve did so anybody coming out of them comes as a sinner then when you become as you are growing and as you are working on the earth you prove who you are by doing more bad things yes and and that is a nature that was imputed or imparted to us it was a nature of sin and we were helpless and this was the problem jesus wanted to solve And so, by choosing to obey the devil, we handed our lives, plus the dominion and the authority that God gave to man, we handed everything to the devil. Here comes Jesus on a mission. And the mission was that he needed to give his life as a ransom to buy us back. Hallelujah. There's um, a Christmas song. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, 
and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Is it some of you? I haven't heard the song before. The only Christmas song you know, Bronyo, 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 Afiatu Yembium. Christmas, Christmas, hey, Christmas, Christmas is gonna come again. That's all you know. But they are very powerful Christmas carols. This is one of them. So in this carol, it's like the song is being sung and an appeal is being made to Emmanuel, that is Jesus. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom that is buy us back, buy captive Israel back. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give his life as a ransom to buy us back. Why don't you clap for Jesus and what he did for us? The third thing we can talk about in discussing the special purpose for which Jesus came or his mission, the third thing we can talk about is that he came, Jesus came to destroy the works of Satan in our lives. This was one dimension of his mission. To destroy the works of Satan in our lives. First John chapter 3 and verse number 8. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, a New Living Translation if you don't mind. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. Now look at the second part. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Did you see that? Can you read it with me? That last sentence. Ready? Go. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So what was his mission? One of it, or one aspect of it, was that he came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. The works of the devil lead to sin, and the works of the devil lead to death. So anytime you're trying to identify what the works of the devil are, then look at anything that is related to sin, and then anything that leads to death is the work of the devil. Like what? Give me examples. Sickness. Diseases. War. The bad things we do. 
These are the works of the devil. That is why it is unfortunate that people want to blame God for the catastrophes and the terrible things that happen in the world. Do you know that that's what some people do? When, when, when they hear that there's an earthquake and so many people have died, uh, there's an uh, airplane crash and hundreds of people have died, or there's a typhoon, a tsunami, a cyclone, I'm sure that somebody is blaming God for the war in Ukraine. All right? You know, and what people tend to say is that if God is there, why has he allowed these things to happen? So once these things have happened, it means that God is the one who is driving it. Corona. All right? Corona, when it struck, people felt that God was up to something. Now, if God is responsible for all the bad things that happen in the world, what work is the devil doing? He's resting. Do you understand the question that I'm asking? If you want to attribute the bad things that happen in the world to God, then what work is the devil doing? No. (laughs) You cannot attribute them to God. There is a devil and he is responsible for the bad things, the terrible things that happen in the world. And these were the things that he wanted to see happen. That is why he tricked Adam and Eve to do what they did. Because with that, we now give him power to inflict a lot of pain and harm and, and, and evil and sickness and death and sorrow into the world. These are the works of the devil. And ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus came, he came on an assignment and one of the assignments that he came with was to destroy the works of the devil hallelujah look at john chapter 10 verse 10 john chapter 10 verse 10 it says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life hallelujah listen to me my friend the purpose of god for you is that you will have a rich and a satisfying life hallelujah that is your destiny that is your portion that is your heritage that is your inheritance in christ jesus hallelujah god wants you to have a rich and a satisfying life And may I take this opportunity to announce to you that you can have that life right here on this earth. Amen. Amen. I prophesy concerning your life that God will usher you into this rich and satisfying life which is his purpose for you in the name of Jesus. No matter how your life is today, no matter what you are experiencing currently, 
let it be clear to you that that is not God's perfect plan for you. His plan is that you will have a rich and a satisfying life. And by the grace of God, I see you being ushered into that life in the name of Jesus. Shall I receive it? Shall I receive it again? Shall I receive it again? And you must believe in these things. You must have faith when you hear messages like this. And when such profound statements are made to you from the word of God. You must believe in it. Your response must not be, eh, are you sure? You must not ask me that you know where I come from. I don't care where you come from. Why should I worry myself about where you come from? That's not the issue. You know, in life, eh, you have an option. You can decide to focus on the bigness of your problem. Or decide to focus on the bigness of your God. Which one do you want to choose? It's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. And this was the problem that the people of Israel had when the 12 spies returned and 10 of them came with an evil report. When they came, they said, Mewo, 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 Mewo. And the rest of the people said, what is Mewo? They said that when we went to spy out the promised land, the people we saw there, he said they were giants. We had to raise our heads high in order to see their faces. And we couldn't see very clearly that as they are looking, as they were looking at us, they saw us as grasshoppers. How do you know that that is how they saw you? Were you in their head? <laughs> That's what they said. They said we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. How can you be in their eyes to see how they see you? And they told the rest of the people, don't even think about it. Charlie, by now, you guys should have found that scripture in Numbers. They told the rest of the people, don't, we are not going anywhere. Look, let's try and figure out the next step. If we have to go back to Egypt and go and tell them that we, we know we said that we, want, we wanted to go. But even that one cried, it was that guy called Moses who came to force us. Because we were here, we were eating garlic, we were eating onions, we were eating cucumbers, and we were managing. But this guy came and he came to deceive us, and we followed him. Now, as we have gone, we've seen that it was a wagadrill, it was a 419. So, we want to come back. You take us again and make us your slaves again. That was what they wanted to do because they solved the bigness of the problem and they forgot about the God who opened the Red Sea for them to walk through. They forgot about the God who gave them nice bread. Bread and butter. He said that the thing was mixed into the show in Numpia and Nani. Nede. Nede. Obibisa said, Pastor, don't bring yourself. Why do you want to challenge what I'm saying? was very nice when they got tired of the bread god gave them meat 
and he took care of them he took care of them they forgot about this god he led them by a pillar of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire during the night they could see that the presence of god was with them only for them to meet a problem and then they forgot about the great god that they say which sometimes is what you and i do there's a song we sing you are god you are not just big you are not just large you are a great god that's the god you serve and that's why i'm saying to you that when i read the scripture to you and say that god's purpose for you is to have a rich and a satisfying life you had better embrace it and believe it with all your heart and don't start asking me questions that do i know where you are coming from i don't care where you are coming from i'm not worried about where you are coming from i'm not disturbed about where you live currently i'm not worried that you are working in a wig factory <laughs> i don't care that that's where you're working or in a slippers factory or in a chocolate is there a chocolate factory it's wake slippers omo tomato and there's a tomato factory wow where do you work slippers just when you're aware omo uh, is it proper omo what are you calling omo because omo is a you mean this Ghana phone in you it's just a every washing powder eh, omo every diaper eh, then, pampas <laughs> every toothpaste is what pepsodent oh every milo is what every beverage is tea so sometimes I have to ask do you want tea tea or milo tea or coffee tea how can you even ask a question like that <laughs> cocoa tea that I haven't heard some before it doesn't matter where you work or how things are for you it doesn't matter your background it doesn't matter the family from which you come it doesn't matter the struggles you've already been through I want you to believe that when God's word tells you that his purpose for you is to have a rich and a satisfying life believe in it and embrace it with all your heart and when you believe God and you have faith in him it pleases him and he makes sure that what he has said will come to pass in your life hallelujah beautiful but then John 10 10 the first part is really what we are looking at that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy now the works of the devil are directed towards this he wants to steal from you your joy your peace your self-worth your happiness he wants to steal that your money your, your health that's what he wants to do so anything that steals from you is the work of the devil then it says that he's come to kill 
anything that is trying to kill you is the work of the devil and then the bible says to destroy anything that is trying to destroy you and destroy who you are and destroy what you have is the work of the devil and anybody who sets out to destroy another person is is a worker of the devil he has been employed by the devil yeah to a very faithful servant of the devil <laughs> anybody who sets out to destroy another person deliberately and consciously that person is a servant of the devil because that's what the devil does and his works are aimed towards that hallelujah but ladies and gentlemen jesus came to destroy the works of satan in our lives and so he's already sorted it out what that means my friend is that anything happening in your life today that you can see is 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 very different from what god wants for you because remember again jesus says his purpose in coming was for us to have a rich and a satisfying life if there's anything in your life that is contrary to a rich and a satisfying life you must immediately say that this one it is the work of the devil and i reject it and i refuse it hallelujah listen to me don't settle for anything that the devil throws at you don't settle for it don't say that this is my lot don't say that your shebre is to have a rich and a satisfying life and one of the reasons why jesus came one of his assignments was to destroy the works of satan in our lives oh may we rise up and resist every work of satan in our lives don't settle for it don't get used to it don't tell yourself that it can never get better i can never overcome this thing i can never change my situation can never improve don't settle for it because jesus has already taken care of things hallelujah the next thing that we can talk about about what jesus mission was was that he came to give us eternal life he came to give us eternal life that was part of his mission it was one of his assignments jesus christ came into this world to work things out so that you and i can have eternal life first john chapter 5 verse 11 to 12 first john chapter 5 verse 11 to 12 this is what it says and this is what god has testified he has given us what has he given us eternal life did you see that did you see that he has given us eternal life and it continues to say and this life is in his son whosoever has the son has life whoever does not have god's son does not have life and this life is not in guineas
Because sometimes you see people in adverts, they are drinking Guinness and other things, and they say that life is good. That's not life. That's not life. Now, this life that we are talking about, that Jesus came to give to us, is eternal life. And the Bible says that this life is in his son, in the son. So, Jesus came to make eternal life available to us. John chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. For God so loved the world, let's go to King James, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have a dear bane, but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. God did not send his son into the world to condemn us and to destroy us. Anytime you sense condemnation, know that it is not God. It is not the spirit of God. The spirit of God does not condemn. He convicts. There's a difference. If there is a voice in your life, somebody who speaks to you, and after the person finishes with you, you feel condemned. You feel useless. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. Then know that that voice is not the voice of God. It is the voice of the devil. And the Bible has spelt it out very clearly that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved hallelujah and that salvation was supposed to result in us having eternal life now what is this eternal life it means life everlasting and this is talking about that is this is talking about the life that you and i will have when we leave this world if we die as believers we will go to heaven. If you die today as a born again child of God. When you die. Your spirit. Who is the real you. Will come out of your body. And it will go straight. It will go how? Straight. To heaven or a part of heaven there's a whole lot of teaching on that I don't want to step into that alright but you go to heaven and that is the beginning of eternal life for you and this eternal life we are talking about is a life of bliss it's a life of joy it's a life of happiness it's a life of contentment problem being you all the problems we experience here in this life none of it exists there you will never have to go and fetch water on your head again 
No kada. Ah. Me just a chariot to pape be golden chariot. No what? Eh? No pompo. What's that? Ah, Libra. There's nothing like that. Because the Bible says when you get there, you will rest from your labors. That's what is there. So that life, eternal life, a life of joy, a life of peace, a life of happiness, you won't fall sick. You have, that is eternal life. And it's a life where you don't die. Now, that was God's original intention for us. Man was not supposed to die. That's how God created us. Because he created us after his own image, in his own likeness. And God is eternal. And that's how we were supposed to be. Till our grandfather and grandmother went to do what they did. But that's not how it was supposed to be. So one of the things that Jesus came to restore was God's original intention for us, which was for us to have eternal life or to live an everlasting life in his presence to experience great joy and peace and contentment and fulfillment in this life. And this eternal life, it is in Jesus. He came to make it available to us. And now he calls on us to accept what he did. What's the problem? That's the struggle that some people have. They feel that, ah, it's too good to be true. <laughs> that what you have to do is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and accept what he has done for you. It's like somebody has come with a brand new car. And he's telling you that this car is for you. Then he's handing the keys to you. What are you supposed to do? Why? Why are you? Why are you there? And you media, and you media. Wow, that that me. And you media. Die. Ah, me. Um, opening toto to sell me. Wabala, wabala, that that me. What's wrong with you? What must you do? Collect the key. Go and sit in the car. Spark the car. If it's automatic, I'm sure you'll be able to move it small. It's for you. You don't don't have to struggle with it. And that's what Jesus has done for us. What has to be done in order to make us have eternal life? He sorted it out. So now he's saying that just accept that I've done it for you. And then you can also have it. That is how wonderful and how beautiful the Christian experience is. Hallelujah. And so Jesus Christ, he came into this world. One of his missions and assignments was to make eternal life available to us. Rise to your feet and let us close. We are done for tonight. Amen. It's too soon for you, you see. Yeah. You know, when you want to enjoy good food, you don't eat fast. What we say, no, kakra, 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 kakra. That's what I say. 
you will not feel the niceness of the food all right and sometimes that's how it is with the word of god we just give a little at a time you chew on it and then you can enjoy it father we thank you for tonight we are grateful to you for your word thank you for what we have received today regarding jesus christ and why he came what his mission was we are grateful to you for sending us jesus and we are thankful to you for every blessing that he has made available to us today we've learned that he came to destroy the works of the devil father we embrace what jesus did and we declare that from today we refuse to settle for anything less than the rich and satisfying life that you have prepared for us today we refuse to accept any work of the devil in our lives we reject each and every one of them in the name of jesus thank you also that jesus came to make eternal life available to us thank you that we have this life in you because your word says that he who had the son had life and he who had not the son had not life we have you jesus you are lord and savior of our lives and because of that we have eternal life thank you father tonight in jesus mighty name let everybody say amen, amen. clap your hands unto the lord my friends Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.